The following podcast may contain strong language, graphic descriptions of violence, and other content which is of an adult nature. This podcast is intended only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Game Luster presents Cyberpunk Red, Nephilim Echo, a tabletop podcast of a limited Cyberpunk Red campaign. The players are Brennan as Locke, Haley as Olive, Mike as Slash, Kate as J45, and Tim as Doc. The Game Master is Axel. It's now been about two weeks since uh, the incident down in the uh, in the old city center. J45 has basically not come out of his room. Doc is off doing Doc things. Uh, what all have you been? Have you guys been up to uh, for the last couple of weeks? Put out a new EP, man. Just uh, just been playing playing gigs and doing Pretty nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, if you would, can you make me a charismatic impact roll, please? See if I finally get a good one. Yes. Huh? Well, 14. Okay. Decent enough. You're getting a little more notice than you were before. You're still not Silverhand famous, but you're you're at least getting the occasional groupie. Nice, nice. Alright, Olive, what have you been up to? I guess just running side jobs here and there for the the clan. Right. Okay. Makes sense. If you would, make me a streetwise roll, please. So you've been getting some jobs done. Nothing terribly exciting has been going on, but you're definitely buffing your credentials as a player in the area and, and certainly with the clan you're it's like oh yeah <laughs> you need something go go see olive she can get something for you you're you're not quite considered a static but you're you're a buddy as far as the rest of the clan goes nice all right Locke, what are you up to i've been trying to hit up other fixers to find more information on the, the suit that we're currently at odds with Make me a streetwise roll, if you would, please. Okay, well, you don't come with much new information, although there is one tidbit that you weren't previously aware of. It seems that before he joined WorldSat, Reeves was very heavily involved in the early post-nuke activities. Uh, he was doing a lot of volunteer work, helping people get set up with prosthetics, you know, medical-grade prosthetics, not the street-grade stuff. Doing some research with nanotech-related anti-radiation therapies. He didn't seem to forget where he came from, and he gave back big. Well, I feel kind of bad. Oh, just a little. I mean, it's just like a tiny, tiny bit, but not enough to squander my hatred for this person. <sighs> you also get a call from Rex. Oh. Hey, listen, I hear you've been trying to poke around and get some more dirt on uh, Reeves. And you know how I said that uh, he raided Biotechnica's R&D section? 
yeah. But there, but but there wasn't a whole lot of word on what it was he took. Yeah, yeah I had to spend a few favors and you know maybe screw a pistol into somebody's ear, but I did get maybe some information. Okay. All right. On, on an accuracy reliability scale, this is about a three three. Okay, so definitely salt and tequila time on this one, okay? Gotcha. It seems that some of the tech that he took was what Biotechnica was referring to as T-cubed technology. Uh, stands for Targeted Teratogenic Therapy. Huh, okay. What is, what is that? Never heard of that. Yeah, well, there's a reason you never heard of it. It never actually got past the R&D stage. Mm. Basically, it was using nanotech along with occasionally cryosuspension to perform radical genetic reengineering and repair on individuals. It was originally designed as a means for trying to correct biospheres. You know, Biotechnica thought that they could maybe release it in chemical form or maybe you know, attach it to a rhizome and introduce it into biospheres to help undo a lot of the radio radiological and chemical damage that got done during the Fourth Corp War. But it never got out. Uh, there was a, it, reached a, it did get to a point where they were also doing some human trials, and the trials looked really promising, but there was also the very serious concern that maybe, just maybe, somebody might use that same technology for something unsavory. Like? Well, let's see. Uh, creating a genetic virus that affected only a certain number of people, say, a certain family. Imagine the Arasaka family getting knocked out by a custom-engineered virus based off of these therapies. I see where you're going. Or even better. Imagine a genetic disease that gets introduced into a subject, and suddenly you've got leverage to basically pillage any corporation you want it to. You know, all they have to do is provide you know, the appropriate therapies to keep the disease at bay. They won't actually cure you, but they'll hold that potential over you long enough to squeeze you completely dry of any information. Mm. Scientifically, fantastic stuff. I mean, we're talking bleeding-edge biotech, but the risk was too great. So Biotechnica very quietly killed the program, locked it all away, and... It sat there until Reeves apparently liberated it. And we have no idea what his intentions are with that. I mean, like, the, the possibilities could be endless here, like you were saying before. Um, yeah. That's not a very good sign. That's probably a very high DEFCON level. Uh, yeah, except that that's the thing. If, you know, he had to have covered his tracks really well, because... Biotechnica was moving heaven and earth for like two years trying to track down who made the hit and they never found it. I think the only reason I found them was I knew where to look that they didn't think to. 
how did you find this out? How do we know that, like, do we know for a fact that he 100% did it? That Reeves himself at least either did it or paid someone else to do it? Uh, Reeves, Reeves himself, I highly doubt he decided to strap up and go raid the building himself, but I'm sure that he probably knew some people who could do it. People off the books. And I mean, it's not like he was going to be using a WorldSat team because that really would have just thrown alarm bells up. My guess is that he went outside the company, paid cash, then buried his tracks completely. And understand that I'm having to work a lot of inference here. It's the guys who are saying, yeah, I had this really interesting job uh, a few years back. Guys talk. So there is a potential bullshit factor, but there's also a strong probability that it's not bullshit. So make of it what you will. If we had some kind of physical evidence... We could could use it as leverage against them. If. If. Yeah, exactly. If. Yeah. But still good to know. And still something that we could very easily look into. Well, not very easily, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Now, hopefully you guys will come up with something good. Yeah. A, uh, hopefully. Lock up. Uh, Locke, one other thing. Um, word on the street is that you've been tied up with uh, a guy named Harry Matsachek. Mm, it's uh, not a long-lasting partnership at this point. We're only dealing with him as to not avoid any more potential violence. But we are dealing, <laughs> looking into a possible... Uh, entry or disentry point, if you will, with Masachek. We're just not certain of how or why. We we got wrapped in. We got roped up with some pretty bad folks. Okay, we're we're, we're paying for it dearly. Look, my thoughts. I ain't your mama. I ain't your nanny. But I am gonna be a Dutch uncle here. Watch your ass, because everything that I'm picking up on Masachek is murky. Alright? There are some things where there's people that are all the way open and it's like you can't hide anything. And there's people who you can't find out anything. And Matsuchek is definitely somebody you can't find out anything about. Anybody who knows him doesn't really know him. You know? Oh, I know. I'm so... We've worked with him for quite a bit now, and can confidently say that we don't really know much about him. We know just as much as you do, probably, if not less. Right, well, listen, just be uh, be extra careful around him, okay? Because wherever wherever he steps, it gets to be earthquake country real quick. So read you loud and clear, Rex. Thank you. All right. Let it chumba. See you, chumba. And he hangs up. Oh my god. Oh my god. We gotta get out of this shit, dude. We gotta get out of this shit. Later that afternoon, uh, your agent rings. Caller ID indicates that 
it's Harry. Grudgingly answer. Hey, Locke, it's Harry. How you doing, kid? Just another day in paradise, Harry. How are you? Oh, it is a beautiful day for getting even. <clears throat> My netrunners say that uh, they have managed to successfully clone the servers. Took a little longer than I had anticipated, owing to a few components that got shot up. Not your fault. I'm not blaming you about that. It's just the vagaries of the situation. I can be a little upset about that and be totally justified. That you, you're right. You're right. You're, you're allowed. And you know what? It's probably better this way because I got a chance to have my guys go over the servers, make sure they were all nice and functional. There weren't, there wasn't anything wrong. That there weren't going to be any hiccups. And we're golden. Golden, like completely. No hitches? Nothing that couldn't be fixed with a little solder and elbow grease. Okay, good to hear. So, my guys tell me that uh, they can execute the plan pretty much at will. All we need to know is uh, whether you're in or out. And go over this plan with me one more time. The basics of the plan are very simple. See, at a prearranged time, you are going to go to WorldSat headquarters. It's a modest little 150-story building which houses corporate offices, most of their executive housing, a few dormitories for you know, their really highly secure staff, you know, some R&D stuff, some fabrication centers. You know, it, it, it's a mixed-use building, but it, you know, WorldSat owns it lock, stock, and barrel. At a prearranged point, you will go in. You will go up to the 86th floor. You will knock on the door of Clarence Reeves's suite, and you have a discussion with him. You know, whatever trips your trigger. You know, talk to him nicely, pistol whip him, kneecap him. I don't give a shit. You know, you just do you, and when it's done, you calmly get into the elevator, you go down to the garage, you calmly drive out, and that is the end of that. No fuss, no muss. <sighs> I guess... Yeah. Mm. I mean... We've done everything we've done so far to get a chance to get it Reeves, so it's kind of pointless to back out now, so. Down with the plan. So, we'll have to go over it with my team one more time, though. Well, <clears throat> name the day, and I will make sure that uh, he's there and you can have your conversation. Thanks, Harry. You're very welcome, kid. I'm glad to be of help. So. Ah, uh, you know, just give me a quick note when you're ready to go, and uh, I'll get my people, I'll get my team spun up, and we'll make this happen. Right on. Pleasure doing business with you. Pleasure doing business with you too, Locke. Later, Tater. And he hangs up. <sighs> All right, I get the team together because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to do.
So I round up everyone. Well, I mean, everyone that's left. Everyone that hasn't left the building. Uh, Olive, uh, Slash, you both get knocks on the door. Locke seems to be going from door to door, getting people together. What's up, man? Well, the jobs with Harry went on without a hitch, so we effectively have our one chance at a conversation, if you will, with uh, Clarence Reeves. And so I guess I just wanted everyone else's opinion on what exactly we think we should do here. Because... I'll only do it if you can guarantee that I can kick him in the kneecap. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, you can do that. I mean, if we get the chance. Great, I'm in. I don't have to hear anymore. Okay, okay, okay. But, like, what, what if this is what if this is all wrong? What if, like, what if we're the problem, you know? What... I mean, this shit has been wrong from the jump. I mean, let's be honest. We get ourselves in with some guy that we barely even know. We're doing missions for him. And then he's just like, ah, here, this is what you've wanted this whole entire time. Well, here you go. I know. I feel horrible. I feel so dirty. Like, I feel like a shower. You need more than that. But anyway. Chem bath. I, I don't mean, know. yeah, this has been ugly from the jump. So we might as well just finish it out and just see where it goes I guess Yeah, and you know if it was us from the beginning like I don't know maybe we're the bad guys maybe we're the pieces of shit but I mean we'll figure that out later and if we are then I'll just pick the highest building and apparently not become afraid of heights I don't know where I was going with that oh. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, let's just roll with whatever happens. Like if, but like I, I don't know. I just have the thought of like, do I kill him? Do do we kill him? I'm having this moral dilemma of like, do we kill this man? Because if we don't, he's just gonna keep coming back. But if we do, we might end up in a worse situation than we did when we didn't kill him. So like, I, mean, I don't even know. If you don't want to kill him, then just have Slash kill him. Slash seems like no. That's I, his blood's Wait, still on what? our hands. What? 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 <laughs> oh. uh, uh, Olive Barton kind of gives you a look. Yeah, uh, Slash, you know, slays crowds. He's not exactly a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, but he yeah, come on could now. be. So can you. The true potential here. So can I. I can just. What about yeah. you? You're the one running around doing all these shady jobs. I mean, if anybody's going to shoot him, it's going to be you. We don't talk about. I don't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. You're the one with the badass gun, too. If anyone's going to shoot him in the head, I kind of want it to be you. I know. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Okay, you know. I'll do it. <laughs> that image, I'll do that it. image in my head is way cooler than me doing it, so please take the credit for that. That would actually be baller. And, and have some yeah, like, cool you know. one-liner when you do it, too. Like, like uh, I still I love these stuff. I just do a great hair flip. That's a terrible <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, I will, I'm not a writer, okay? It's, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a goddamn landlord, all right? Sheesh. Just be like, I'm gonna go medieval on his ass. <laughs> okay, You're right. all right. I should do it. So, 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 the, the, we're just, we're just gonna wing it. That's that's what I'm hearing. We're just gonna wing it. 
okay, that's what yeah. we usually do. Yeah. I was about to say, that's uh, always been the plan. I don't know what to say to this motherfucker. When have you actually had us question anything? Like, we barely put up a fight. I mean, we just started doing this stuff with you because you asked nicely. Yeah, that's not the point. The point is, is that I... (laughs) You want answers, don't you? You want answers. Yeah, I know, and it's gonna suck. Okay, so if you want answers, then let's go get those answers. Like, stop crying about it. All right, but if I don't like and those let's answers, go do it. you have complete and utter permission to just shoot them in the goddamn face on my mark. Well, maybe not. I on don't my like mark. taking orders yeah, from you, you but can do um, whatever, really, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'll make sure it's after we get those answers. Just let me know when you're done, like bullshitting, so I don't like kill him too far in advance. And then you're like, "Fuck Olive!" Like I didn't get all my answers. Now I'm like, "Oh." Okay, okay, okay. We're we're uh, let let's go. Let's 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 tell Harry. Let's, let's call in Harry. Tell him. Tell him a meetup time. We also have to deal with the way of getting rid of Harry too. There's so much thought that we haven't done yet. One thing at a time. You're going way too fast. I know. For I know. Me. I know. Okay. I'm gonna call Harry and tell him that we're we're gonna get this done ASAP. Everybody, make me a human perception roll. Oh no. Holy. Right. Was... Ah, okay. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> Slash, you did you did really well there. I'm I'm impressed. Okay. Not gonna lie, I'm a little impressed too. <laughs> All right. So you uh, as as you guys are uh, conversing, you notice that uh, Barden has been sitting there and not saying a word the whole time. And as you look at him, he he looks not troubled, but he does look unsettled. Is there something that you want to say, Martin? You want to talk about it? Well, like you say, Locke, we've gone through all this trouble. It would be kind of a waste not to at least talk face to face with a man for few seconds but at the same time I'm getting a hinky feeling a premonition or maybe a sense of deja vu yeah he, he shakes his head and said listen uh, I'm gonna head down to Formosa firearms I'm gonna pick up some gear let's see let's not do this tonight Give it 24 hours. We'll hit him tomorrow. All right. Just what I was thinking. Yeah, this does smell like trap to me. If Harry ever had a position to get rid of us, this is the position. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so. But. Let's do this shit. Um, I'll be back in a little while. Unless one of you guys wants to come with me, I'm sure Maya would like to see would like to see you again, Locke. Yeah, I'll come. Why she's not? friendly. She's friendly enough. 
Yeah, let's go. Alright. You head down to Formosa Firearms. Just down the street, there's a about a half dozen police vehicles and a landing area cleared for a trauma team. You don't remember that particular corner being, you know, shot up and smoking the last time you went that you were down here, but yeah, things happen. Well, that's not good. That is just part of the local scenery here. Actually, I'm surprised that more of that building didn't get knocked down. Looks like there's at least two MaxTac vehicles there. Whatever it was, it was bad. Yeah, it doesn't look good. But as long as Formosa is still there. You think it's still there, right? You think it will? Oh, yeah, it's still there. And you, the the action is further down the street, but yeah, we haven't seen before. Yeah, you go inside, and Ching Mai is still behind the counter or behind the counter again. Then yeah, what you need? My, I need uh, four throat mics and uh, four drums for a Militech M29 Razorback assault rifle. Jeez. Okay. The drums I've got. Uh, let me check back. Let me see if, if I got throat mics. One minute. She goes back into the stock room. And Barton just casually strolls over to one of the uh, one of the displays. Looks. Oh, cool. Manami is putting out a new automatic bullpup shotgun. The rate of fire is a little low, but the uh, the variable choke that looks real interesting. You sure know your guns pretty damn well. He kind of gives a a crooked little smile. Why? What do you think I do for a living? <sighs> I know. I mean, how do you think? A guy, a solo that doesn't know his guns is not a solo. He's a target. Yeah, I know. It's not something I would get from just looking at you. Why? Because I'm not all chromed up and twitchy? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Seen a lot of solos in my day. You're no Morgan Blackhand. Morgan Blackhand was a legend. He was an old man who was a past master in a young man's game. I should be so lucky to live that long. Yeah, I don't mean skill-wise. I mean in, like, you know, chrome, buffed up, crazy motherfucker. From what I remember reading, he wasn't all that chromed up. I mean, he had some, obviously, but... No, he was... He was a minimalist, I suppose you'd say. He understood the difference between the meat, the metal, and the memory. He understood what it means to be trained and not trained. I guess I'm just thinking a lot about what it means to actually fire the gun. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Barton? That life that you're taking? I don't know. It's weighing on me lately, okay? It's, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of shit. I'm not one to just go around blasting whoever, whomever I please. But well, neither am I, really. That's all I can think about right now. That's <laughs> all I can think about. For what it's worth, I'm not really that kind of guy either. You know, that was uh, that was the weirdest thing about my time in the Nephilim. 
We were all good. I mean, we were all just highly trained killing machines. But out of all of us, I think I was the only guy who didn't have a taste for it. Or who never developed a taste for it. I probably took more leave time away from combat ops than pretty much anybody else. Harry used to basically kick people in the ass to get them to take vacation time. Except me. He was always asking, When are you coming back, Arden? When is the Sandman coming back? Because I really need you for this next job. It's like, I'm... I'm on vacation for right now, Harry. I'll be back as soon as I can. Maybe that's what it is. It was like going to Sorrowmill. Maybe that's exactly what it is that's different about you. There's no taste for the blood. Maybe that's why we work together so well. And why I can't really stomach Harry. Harry's big on results. I'm more means-oriented, I guess you'd say. Yeah, agreed. Lania! Found what you're looking for. Barden strolls back over to the counter. Mai lays out four drum magazines. They're each about the size of a coffee can, with a spout sticking up. And four narrow boxes put up into a, a bundle. These will do nicely. How much? 800 eddies. Barton lays out the cash. Mai takes the time to put everything in a brown paper bag, hands it over to him, strolls out. Thanks, Mai. Hey, uh, by the way, what uh, what was all the uh, all the ruckus down the street there? Ah, oh, Max Tack. They chase away my customers. Stupid cyber psychos decide to flip out in the middle of, of town. Ruins business. Aya. Well, keep your head down, my. Barden starts heading for the door. Locke, you gonna follow him or? Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just looking at the shotgun. I follow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You get back to the apartment. Once you're inside, he reaches into the bag and hands you one of the boxes. This is a Militech issue throat mic. Standard audio jack that'll plug into your agent. It'll let you communicate through subvocalization. It'll help keep things quiet for when we're moving around the building. Cool. Uh, I don't know if you've used throat mics before. You may want to practice a little bit. It's kind of like ventriloquism. You, know, you just use your larynx without actually using your mouth. What? That sounds insane. Yeah, you think so, but you know, just pretend that you're using a ventriloquist dummy. I definitely need to practice that. Handy skill to have. Listen, I'm going to go uh, get one over to uh, Slash and Olive, and, uh, and I'm going to go calibrate mine. Uh, there's instructions in the box. They're really soldier-proof, so... Cool. Shouldn't take a whole lot of effort. Yeah, I'll read that before bed, I guess. Yeah, alright. So, uh, I'll go take care of that and uh, go from there. Oh. Alright, I'll leave you to it, Locke. And he heads down the hall, knocking on Olive's door. I open it. You see Barden there, standing with a brown paper bag in one arm. He reaches in, hands out a flat green fiberboard box throat mic you can plug it into your agent and you can sub vocalize with it it'll help it'll help keep communications quiet 
and secure. So, mm. so exciting. There's instructions in the box. Get familiar with it. If we're going to be moving around WorldSat's headquarters, I would prefer to make as little noise as humanly possible. Got it. He turns and heads down the hall, knocks on Slash's door. Hey, man, what can I do for you? Reaches into a bag, hands out flat green fiberboard box, throat mic. Uh, you can hook it into your agent and you can use it for, we're going to use it for communications. Uh, it's just like, it's just like using a ventriloquist dummy. And you just use your larynx rather than your lips. Uh, hmm. There's instructions in the box. I'd say get some practice before tomorrow night because we're probably going to need it. I should probably get in some practice too. And not at him, kind of like, cool man, I'll uh, check it out tonight. Alright. And he turns and heads down the hall over to his apartment. Alright. So, aside from uh, practicing with the uh, throat mics, which the agent has a diagnostic program that you can download, basically teaches you how to vocalize and you know, not actually sound stupid doing it. What's going to happen regardless? Uh, what, other than that, what all are you going to be you guys going to be doing for the evening? Um, I have a couple of smokes, maybe a glass of bourbon, strum on my guitar. I'm going to join Slash. That I guess cool. I'll go hang out with those two. If 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 I'm allowed to, yeah. If, I, don't I just, just invite, invite myself, myself in. in. But it sounds like you're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> So, y'all are on the roof, drinking, smoking, vaguely conversing, sniping. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sounds like a great last, last drink before we all brutally get murdered. I mean, if we all get brutally murdered, it's your fault, so I just want yeah. you to know that now. So you go <laughs> into this thinking, your wow. Fault. Everyone's going to die in this second, and it's my fault. I should feel like a very shitty and bad friend for dragging my best buds into this. And having them die? Well, fine. Well, then I just won't have wow. you die, okay? What's That sounds so easy on paper. Uh-huh. It does, but I'm going to do it. Okay. You heard it here, Slash. If we make it out of here alive, we get a whole year rent-free. It's exactly That's what you said. What I said. I'm just sitting there my drink. Free rent does sound pretty nice. See, exactly. <laughs> and all... All Log has to do is keep much. us alive. <laughs> Fine. Wow, it's so easy for you to, like, agree with things. I should have went higher. <laughs> God damn it, I'll remember that for next time. <laughs> I don't really like confrontation, okay? I just kind of go along with the easiest path of resistance. Unless it's unless it's certain certain scenarios, which I will put you my foot down. You have feet to put down on the ground? Sort of. <laughs> Funny. I think so. I've never done it before. <laughs> but I think I can. I, I put, put my foot down. Like that one time Reeves tried to like blow up the building and I like, you know, kind of valiantly took everyone, put everyone up at arms, and we defended the building together, right? Like, that was all of us, you know? Come on, give us give us some more credit. Maybe I should give ourselves more credit. You Fuck know you, what? we're not gonna die. We got this. 
Still free rent for a year, yeah, though, so there we go. Put my boot into Reeves's face. <sighs> okay, I drank too much. I'm gonna go sleep this off. Uh-huh. Okay. If you make it down those stairs, I'll be surprised. <laughs> the next morning, Locke, you wake up with a roaring hangover. The, the chime from your agent receiving a text message sounds kind of like the Carillon at Notre Dame going off. <laughs> Just how I like it, okay. Uh, the message is brief. It gives an address and says 2100 after that. Okay. That means we're chilling for the whole day. The party starts at 9 o'clock. You're spending the day, you know, drying out and getting strapped up. Cool. Strap on, everybody. Strap up, everybody. Strap on. (laughs) I strap up. I fixed it. Okay, okay. Strap Uh on, everybody. Uh I mean, under your suit, okay? (laughs) Under your suit. Right? We're all wearing nice, expensive suits that we don't have. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. London. Olive's got her strap on on. Always. I'm always strapped. Strap up, what? strap on. She's all, what you got in your... You got your gun. Yeah, that's <laughs> what that is. She's got her gun and her firearm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around about 8 o'clock... Barden uh, stops by. He looks over at you, at you Locke. Uh, Locke, you probably want to wear something that has a little more durability. If I understand correct, <sighs> if I understand correctly, uh, Harry's basically getting us in by spoofing their security systems. They're not going to see what we're wearing. We don't need to necessarily blend in. We're going to be going from point A to point B without stopping. Oh. Bulletproof vests, everybody. No suits. Everyone swap out. I gotta go get changed. You are of no help to anyone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I had, I, I don't, I don't. Sorry. I just really wanted to just wear a suit when I was talking to this man. But it's fine. It's fine. Wow. We can do that another time. <laughs> I can wear a bulletproof vest. Why can't you just put the okay. goddamn vest on over top of your suit? <laughs> I put my fingers into my eyes as I just angrily stomp up the stairs to go change. No, you're not. If you were sorry, this wouldn't be happening in the first place. (laughs) I I get changed really quick. I come back downstairs. It's fine. I despise you. Happy Barton? Is this our our bullets going to get through this bulletproof vest? Well, enough of them, yeah, but... Good, can I shoot him now? Can I just start shooting him now? No. No. Can I shoot him now? I mean, take it easy, Olive. I I understand, you know, but... We're we're trying to be covert, but we're not trying to infiltrate as such. Chances are, Harry's team is going to be making sure that we have a clear path, that there's not going to be any extraneous civilian traffic. It's just going to be us and Reeves. Great. Let's get this thing done and over with. I'm starting to get pumped. Everybody's got their throat mics 
plugged in. Yeah? Mm -hmm. All right. Yes. Barton turns on turns on his agent, sets it for walkie-talkie mode, presses his finger and thumb to the throat mic. Check one. And you his lips do not move at all, but he comes in pretty clearly. Damn. Uh, test test mic. Did I do it? I was I was practicing all night. Oh, thank God. Oh. Slash, you gonna check your mic? Yeah, just a uh, mic check. Mic check. Alright. Looks good. Olive? Is this thing on? Alright, good. From here on out, you don't open your mouths unless it's to eat, drink, or puke. Cool. Thumbs up. I right. give thumbs up. Let's get going. Lock your driving. Sweet. Let's okay, go, bitches. Grandma. We're going shopping. Olive, uh, are you in the back seat or the front seat? Oh, God. Um, ooh, this is a sudden question. I'll go the back seat because I don't like Law. Barden is also sitting in the back seat. I don't like him either. Fuck. <laughs> Can I go back to the front seat? <laughs> slash, slash already called shotgun. <laughs> seat behind Slash. That's fine. Uh, as uh, Locke is driving, uh, Olive, uh, make me a, a human perception roll, please. Oh. Okay, that's not bad. You look over at uh, Barden, and he's kind of drumming his fingers a little bit. And he looks even more unsettled than he did yesterday. Something is definitely preying on Barden, are you okay? Uh, Pre-operation jitters. Uh, my spidey sense says that's a lie. Barden, I swear to God, if you betray us in this final hour, I will fucking. Maybe you should focus on the road. Out. You're driving, you know that, Grandma. Let sorry, me do the talking sorry. here. Me. I'm getting me. Me. Pre-mission jitters. Me. Oh, I'm talking. Sorry. Okay. Be sorry. quiet. Oh. Shush. All right, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Please answer the question. No, it's not a lie. I'm... I usually get this way on certain operations. What do you mean, certain operations? Back when I was with the Nephilim, when I was working with Harry, there were a lot of jobs we did that I didn't really have a problem with. The clients were assholes, but the targets were bigger assholes, so I didn't lose a lot of sleep. But there were some jobs, there were jobs that I, I felt like I was doing good, but I wasn't doing right, you know? So this is like one of those moments? <sighs> it feels the same way, yeah. I always had this, not queasiness, but this itch in the back of my mind on certain jobs. Those those iffy kind of jobs, it's like, are we really doing the right thing here? Do you think we are? I couldn't figure it out when I was working with Harry. I can't seem to figure it out now, here. Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. But there's no real way to tell until 
after the bullets hit the bottom. Maybe there is no good or evil, right or wrong. Maybe there's just people trying to survive and live another day by any means necessary. And we're doing exactly that, so maybe we're no better or worse than anyone that's come before. Yeah, I ain't sure about that. Me neither. It's just something I keep telling myself to go to sleep. Oh my god. Go to sleep? You're driving right now. No, that's not. <sighs> I don't understand why we always put you in charge of driving. Because I honestly don't trust you to drive a vehicle. Do you two even know how to dr how to drive cars? I don't even know. Do city dwellers know what you're doing? That's besides the point. Words. Uh, Come on. We're, we're having a moral dilemma of of of, of what I we're mean, doing is right or wrong. I mean, who's to say what's right and what's wrong? At the end of the day, as long as we believe what we're doing is right, then we believe we've made the right choice. Anyone can sit there and analyze our choice and be like, that's the wrong choice. So? Anybody can still analyze our choice and be like, that's the right choice. There is no right and wrong choice, it just depends on what you think. If you think we're making the right decision, then we're making the right decision. But if you think we're making the wrong decision now, then turn this goddamn car around and let's go make up a new goddamn plan. No, no, we're too far. We're too far. We've said it before, Barton. We've agreed that we're too far. All of the pre-mission jitters, they're nothing. It's, it's, it's fine. And if we fucked up, we'll live with our mistakes. That's at least more than most people have done, right? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And that's about that. So let's just keep going because we've all agreed that this is the right choice and that's the choice that we're making. And you don't want to turn around because you said it's too far to turn back now. So we have to go with it and we have to live with it. And that's just the way it is. We've made this decision and fuck it. Whatever happens happens. We die, we die. We died for what we believed was the right thing to do. So. It's all in the pursuit of the truth. Though it's gonna be a really nasty one. I can oh feel it. God. I can taste I it in my mouth. So Whatever. Yeah, Whatever. do that. I'm gonna just keep driving. On okay, I'm gonna just keep driving. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's going to overanalyze every single mile marker he passes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> are you sure that decimal point is supposed to be there? Like, are you really? Why is it, like, green? Why is it not a different color? I don't under... Like, just... Oh, just try. Just focus on the road, please. I'm not I trying really to die before we I, get I'm there. Not That's not the point of this mission. <sighs> You make your way over to the uh, the new corporate zone. 
uh, as you approach the the building, uh, Locke, you get a a brief text that says, "Remember, twenty one hundred exactly." Okay, that doesn't sound good. So okay. you do a couple of orbits near the building until the clock reads nine. Until the clock on your agent reads nine, and you start heading over. The WorldSat Tower is, comparatively speaking, kind of dumpy. You know, it, it's not this gigantic, grandiose tower compared to some of the other ones that are nearby. It's not short. You know, it's not like a little two-story affair. But it is decidedly less extravagant than some of the other ones that are nearby. You make your way over towards the parking garage, and there's a license plate scanner. It briefly scans your front license plate, and the arm automatically lifts up, allowing you access into the, the parking garage. Cool. You find a slot on the sub-basement 3 level, and then you head over towards the elevators. Everybody's got all their gear with them. Ready as I'm gonna be. <laughs> you head up to the 86th floor. The trip doesn't take very long. It only takes about a minute and a half. You head over to the suite number that Harry has provided. As you approach, there's a small LED indicator that normally indicates if the door is locked or not. The LED switch o switches over from red to green. Anybody want to open the door? <sighs> I guess I'll open the door. It's my fault that we're Damn here. Damn straight it is. Yeah. Don't you forget it, buddy. You open the door. Uh, there's about a 15-foot entry hallway. The walls on the, in the hallway are just totally bare. There's no art. There's a thermostat, but aside from that, it's uh, it's just bare. There are there's recessed lighting up at the top. It's fairly cheerful. As you walk in, uh, everybody, make me a perception check, please. Olive, you did best in the perception here. I would like you to make me an additional, make me an additional uh, cool check, if you would please. Something is really off here. You see the furniture in in the living room, and it's well cheap. Yeah, I mean it's not cardboard boxes and PVC pipe cheap, but it's definitely not the sort of furniture you would expect from, you know, the number six guy in a corporation. It looks almost like what you'd expect from a college student. I mean, a struggling college student at that. Guys, something seems very off. Mm. Yeah, a little bit, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah, no. I don't think we should go in this room. I think we should, like, turn around and get the fuck out. <laughs> okay, that's the worst idea I've heard all day. What? Uh, well, I mean, okay, on paper it sounds good, but uh, we're, we're right here. And this we're room right looks we shady as shit. Suppose everything else no, that we've something, done. No, something... All is right in the respect that something is off. This is the number six guy... At WorldSat, he should be, well, pampering himself more. 
you'd think. Yeah, why isn't it fancy? This room is not fancy. This room doesn't scream, I have a billion dollars just to wake on some gold diamond encrusted uh, light switches. This screams, I have $20 to my name and live off ramen. Like, what the fuck? I think it's so a goddamn trap, trap and that's why I'm telling us to get the fuck out now. So let's walk. Walk to the door. You sent us walk to the, the door. Floor? To the door. Is the door locked? Can we see if the door's locked? The mm, door doesn't seem locked, but Barden starts wandering over towards the kitchen. Oh, God, why are we uh, staying in here? Well, you said something wasn't right. I don't want to figure out what that is. I do. Because if something's not right, either Harry's people screwed up, or there's something we weren't told. How? And he's not in this room? There's nobody period? here. There's nobody here as far as you can tell. Can I watch the front door? God damn it. You can certainly watch the front door. Uh, slash, lock, make me another perception check, please. Lock, as you're looking around, you see a very simple table. There are there are a few pictures in very simple frames. There's one that's probably a little more ornate than the others, but it's still not, you know, I have money to burn kind of money. The photos show a man about six foot, white, sandy blonde hair, hazel eyes, very slender kind of build. He's wearing a very simple suit. You know, it's not it's not quite off the rack, but it's definitely not, you know, super tailored. And it's definitely not a designer label. To his left, there is a woman standing next to him. Uh, she's about maybe five foot if she's an inch. Uh, she is. She's wearing heels, so she might be a little shorter than that. It's hard to tell. Uh, definitely of South Asian extraction. Maybe, maybe Hind, You know, maybe Indian. Maybe Malaysian. It's hard to tell. Uh, she's got some very serious scars on one side of her face, but she does seem to be wearing a very nice white wedding dress. Very simple wedding dress, but you know, nice all the same. Uh, she's also holding what looks like a small child, same maybe a, a somewhat lighter skin color than hers. Also, some serious burns going on. Of some, or you know, you can't tell if they're burns or if they're deformities, but she definitely does not look normal, or at least super healthy. There are a couple of other pictures. Uh, one of them is a little boy seems to have a resemblance more towards the man in the pictures, but again, kind of hard to say. There's a, there's a picture of a girl. Uh, she's sitting in a hospital bed. She's smiling, but she's also kind of spear-balled at the moment, or in that picture. And there's a banner that says, Finally Unthawed. Unthawed? Like, frozen unthawed? Yeah. That, that would certainly seem to be the suggestion. Huh. Okay. Barden calls from the kitchen. Locke, come take a look at this. Oh boy. I go over to... Locke goes over to the kitchen. Barden is standing in the kitchen. Uh, he opens up the pantry, and there's just stacks and stacks 
of prepack. This this can't be Reeves' room. This can't be. Where? What the fuck is this? Slash, make me a perception check, please. No, wrong mind. Uh, uh, slash, as you're kind of ambling around, you do see a a bill caddy for some printed out bills, and as you look, the name the names on there are Clarence Reeves and Crete Reeves. I call everybody over to the things. Shady as shit. That might be his wife. Wife and or son. I mean, the photos over there show that he had, has, slash, had a wife and or child. Maybe something happens to them. Well, obviously something happened to them, and then, I don't know, maybe he's taking all of the money that he earns and is giving it to them? I don't fucking know. I want to think that... I don't know! I don't know! Oh my god! As they the pictures of the wife made me feel like shit, dude. And that... I looked at that prepack in the cabinet. That's... student food. I mean, it's... it's bodega food. It's... it's something that college kids get from the corner store. Is this the son's place? It's not... Like... Could the son be a college student and yeah, we are be. at yeah, the son's place? I don't think so. I tried. I'm, I'm getting a very strong vibe here that uh, this is Clarence Reeves' house. Why? Is he broke? I still want to know why. Why? Well, it. He seems to be spending his money well, elsewhere. Not spending his money elsewhere. Or he's frugal as shit. Yeah, or just not spending it at all. But still, that's weird. I feel like you don't see many suits. Okay. That are like this at all. So what are we doing like with this, this information? I don't know. I'm. I want to call Harry. I want to be like, what the fuck is going on here? I'm. I'm we're. This isn't. This isn't what we. Everybody, make me a perception check, please. Perception. Oh, right in the heart. Olive, you hear a faint beep coming from the far end of the entry hallway. Ah, shit. Oh, does that mean somebody's coming in? I think somebody's coming in, guys. Somebody's coming in here. We have to hide. Do that or a bomb. A thanks. Yes, that, that, that's, that's, I'm going to shut up now and fucking hide. Yeah. Oh, can we hide in the pantry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's really not any room in the pantry. Oh, okay. I'm thinking it's a walk-in. Sorry. <laughs> it, it looks like it might have been a walk-in at some point, but it got converted over into, gotcha. yeah. All right. Hide and seek time, everybody. Let's go. <laughs> Ten seconds. All right. You all take up positions. Uh, Barden takes a position on one side of the entry, on one side near the entryway. Uh, it's basically the blind corner immediately, or what you know, if you're going down the entryway, it would be immediately around the corner behind on the right. Hmm. 
after a few moments, a short woman comes in. Uh, she's got a somewhat taller-looking teenager. Uh, doesn't look like she can be more than about 13 or 14, but definitely taller than her mother. The resemblance is clear, although her face looks a little odd. It looks like there's been some kind of uh, corrective plastic surgery done on it at some point. But it is, uh, Locke, you recognize her as the girl from the uh, from the picture. Right, okay. And there's also the little boy from the other picture following close behind. Everybody make me a stealth check, please. Ah. What the hell did we get ourselves into? <laughs> oh, coming up with the good rolls tonight. Unfortunately, I'm not. Oh, oh no. Maybe we all made up for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody except Slash. Uh, Slash, you kind of kick something loose, and the trio stops dead. Who are you? What are you doing in my home? Oh, shit. Look, we don't want to hurt you. We're not here to hurt you. We're just here to talk to Reeves. Reeves who? I am Crete Reeves. What do you want? We're looking for your husband. He's not here right now. He's at a business meeting. What? What is this all about? Uh, well... Well, you see the, uh... Uh, <laughs> everybody make me a perception check, please. I'm not gonna necessarily tell you... I'm not gonna tell you what it's about. I just want you to make me the perception check, please. No! <laughs> Why? Oh my uh, god. Fuck. Holy. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're all kind of focused on this five foot nothing little Indian woman. That's great. Is looking real fucking pissed. And nobody has eyes on her kids. What is this all about? Why do you want to talk to my husband? She reaches for her agent nope 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 no, i i yeah, try to go for I it i go for that. it i go for it <laughs> all right olive lock make me reflex check or make me uh yeah reflex checks if you would please what is that under it's a it's, it's a that's basically yeah it's your stat oh okay is that the ref yeah yes okay sorry oh god damn it no lock you managed to snag her agent one of us. We don't need to just explain to, to her the situation. Explain to her that her husband tried to blow up our building. I'm remembering that right, right? Yeah, your your husband tried to murder an entire an, an entire fully lived in building full of people, my people. He just came on and just took guns everywhere, and he tried to wipe us off the map like we were insignificant little bugs, and that really pissed me the fuck off. So, so now here. we need some answers. We need some answers. Yeah. She kind of tilts her head a little bit. The expansion antenna. Yes. That. That, that was months ago. Well, and? lady, listen, it took us a while. I still have dreams where I'm just, my building that I live in is being shot at. The people that I've grown to know and love are just slipping through my fingers and that's all the result of your husband and i'm sorry if i've ever wronged him in the past but i feel like we need to have a, a an adult conversation and sit down before any more bullets start whizzing past my head during bedtime for god's sake 
I understand he probably had a reason for what he was doing, but I would at least like to know why. I would at least like to know what we can do that doesn't really involve any more bloodshed. Is that enough of a reason for you? You break into my home, heavily armed, and you say that you wish to avoid bloodshed? You have a very strange way of showing it. Look, I'm just looking out for myself and my people. If he decides to just shoot us all up for whatever reason, I'm gonna... you're gonna bet your ass that I'm not just gonna let it happen. He's been paranoid about this for months now. He, oh, and, he's and been I afraid haven't that... been? I mean, maybe no, if he, like, doesn't go around shooting up people's buildings, he won't get shot at either. The expansion antenna was not his idea. It was a project that he was handed... He had to make sure that it went through one way or the other. Or at least that was the official reason. Unofficially, I suspect it actually came from far lower, and that somebody basically tied him in through some maneuverings. It's all very Byzantine, but the bottom line is that it was supposed to be a one-off project. Whether it worked or not was actually immaterial until he came home that night and said that he was deeply worried about our safety because he was afraid the residents of the building were going to come and maybe attack us. And it seems he was right to do so. Well, the difference between Reeves and us is that we're at least willing to compromise. Not with some vague threat, and we have every intention not to hurt you. I holster my gun, if I had it holstered before put my hands up. We have absolutely no intention of hurting you. We just want to give Reeves the option of conversation. Something that we were robbed of ourselves. You say that he wanted a job done one way or another, but at least we're trying to to sit down and be civil about this rather than just wipe you, your husband, and or this building off the face of the map without having any other word put in. Make me a persuasion check, please, Locke. Oh, oh hell yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> oh. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, God. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, How? wow. How? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's so good. That's bullshit. <laughs> I protest. I want to read <laughs> No. No, I no. I protest this outcome. <laughs> so good. Dude. So good. Oh, I'm the bitch slap this kid. <laughs> while I'm, <laughs> while I'm also trying to. Uh... <laughs> Try to figure out what what to make of this. <laughs> God, this was terrible. Yeah, it couldn't have gone worse. Uh, <laughs> you you managed to say like the absolute worst thing. <laughs> yeah. Do we have to kill some little old lady now? Because that's not what I signed up for. And she's not old. She's maybe in you know early to mid thirties. It's kind of hard to say, but. She's not all. Uh, as as uh, Locke is 
putting his foot firmly in his mouth and trying to swallow his knee. Uh, uh, slash, make me an evasion roll, please. Finally, a good roll. As you're standing there, uh, you catch some movement out of the corner of your eye. The girl has an eight-inch butcher knife and takes a swing at you and misses. But she's holding it up with one hand, and she looks pissed. You try and hurt my mom, I'll fucking kill you right here and now. Okay, don't hurt her. So she's just a misguided little girl. Knife. I am. Um... Aim my gun at her knee and tell her, please do not step forward. God. <laughs> it's gonna get really messy. Please don't hurt this kid. Oh, <laughs> please. Losing a kneecap sounds horrendous. I go over... I, I'm gonna have to try and go over and talk to the girl now, too. That's gonna go great. I put my gun away, and I, I, I kind of go on her level and go, like, but far enough where... That's just gonna come at me, I guess. And I'm like, we're we're not we're not here to hurt you or your mother. I promise. We don't even want to hurt your father. We just want some answers. I don't I don't need your blood or my friend's blood spilt. We're 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 fueling this endless cycle of revenge, and it's getting us nowhere. Make me another persuasion check. Oh, I swear oh, to God, if I fail this God. one. Oh, thank oh. God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she She's not dropping the knife, but she's not trying to stab you in the face either. So. Oh, okay, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's an improvement. That's an improvement. Look, I... I, we, we, I Wait, I, okay. So you say your husband was given this job by who? It's Byzantine. Somebody lower than him saw an opportunity. They went above his head to sell the idea to somebody higher up. And then the higher up thought, yes, this sounds like a perfectly reasonable idea. And of course, shit rolls downhill. And it landed on my husband. So what I I'm getting from that. this is that we should track down whoever this lower person is. Still track down your husband just to confirm the story. And potentially kill this lower person. And then the higher person who approved it. I don't buy that at all. He, When I first talked to Reeves, he mentioned that he had some personal beef with me. And to be completely honest with you, I've been on a number of ventures... And I really don't remember exactly what I did. All I remember is that I screwed up a job for him, and he got really pissed. And that was really the end of it. And here I am, just trying my best, and we're getting shit on. So I would at least like to have a conversation with the man. Person to person, man to man, you know? Really just talk. When's just... your husband going to be home? I don't know. He said it was going to be a late meeting some potential investors mm -hmm. as for what it was that you did as I understand it some of your people from your clan made off with telecom equipment that he was used that he needed for a project 
Although, being completely honest, both that project and this one... Eh, they stung a little bit personally, but financially, we made out pretty well on the deal. That's another question I have. Why does it seem like, you know, for, for being relatively high up in WorldSat, why is this office relatively empty? Uh, it's not an office, it's, it's a house. It's basically a, a condo. House. Whatever, yeah. you know what I meant. My husband... My husband started off on the street. He started off with nothing. He, he wanted to make something of himself. But he also understood that he had to save up as much as he could. Especially after his brother got shot. He was using whatever scrap he could steal out of the garbage bins of a ripper docks to try and build a prosthetic arm for his brother. It focused him. He wanted to do something grand, but he also knew that in order to do something grand, you needed to have money. Lots of money. So he decided that he was going to live as frugally as possible. He was going to save as much as he could, that he was not going to spend on frivolous things. He saved up. Saved up for what? He had a vision mm -hmm. of starting his own biomedical company. He wanted to take on Raven Microsybe and Rockland Augmentics. He wanted to offer something better. He wanted to go into medical-grade cybernetics, not this avant-garde art shit that drives people slowly insane. So why hasn't he done it yet? Like I said, it takes a lot of money. And frankly, for all the money that is pouring through Night City these days, it's still pretty hard to get any capital. Plus, he also has to avoid anything that he patents. If he patents something in his name, WorldSat owns it. Uh... Plus, WorldSat is a telecom company, not a biomedical company. And then there's me. What's your role in all of this, besides just being a wife? Partner in crime would probably be a slightly more accurate description. When I was a kid, I was... Oh... I was 13 when the Night City nuke went off. I was far enough out that I avoided the blast wave, but I was kind of unlucky. I was near a window and I received flash burns from the actual explosion. My parents died instantly. So after the bomb, I had no family. I was stuffed into one refugee camp or another. Nobody wanted to adopt. I was assaulted a number of times. I had Pia when I was 16. But uh, the Clarence was working at some of the clinics. And he was helping, and I, I tried to help out as much as I could because he was a good man. And one day he told me that he was faced with a choice. He said, he told, he told me about his plan. He told me about the biomedical company that he wanted to start. But he also said that he needed to maybe take a corporate job for some seed money. I said, go for it. It'll do you good. I mean, if it, if it can help you get the money you need to make the world a better place, then do it. And don't worry about me.
But he did. About six months after he took the job, we got married. As far as he was concerned, Pia here was as much his daughter. Pia was his daughter. He was the only father. He is the only father she has ever known. When she was about twelve, several genetic abnormalities, which came about because of the bomb, started to express themselves. And Clarence did something very rash, but also very brave. He raided the R&D de department of Biotechnica. He had heard about their targeted teratogenic therapy protocols, and he figured that he could use those to, to help Pia. Unfortunately, because Pia was right on the cusp of puberty, he had to put her into cryo in order to actually affect those therapies. Oh, I see. She was in there for five years. Uh, when I got pregnant with Samuel, he was Clarence was able to use those same therapies on on Samuel, but since it was doable in vitro, it was far less effort. It didn't even require, it required only a temporary cryo storage, something like two weeks, but it was done. And he turned out pretty good. Pia needed some corrective surgery here and there. She also needed to have some therapeutic cybernetics to help restore her arms. She still does. Everything he has done has been for other people. And as I said, the the incident with your building, we made out pretty well. And when I say we, I don't mean WorldSat. I mean Clarence and I personally. I shorted the stock. You shorted the stock? I shorted WorldSat's stock because I knew that it would tumble once the expansion failed to go through. So... It netted me about 2.4 million. So we ended up benefiting you. So why the fuck is this still going on? Why is Reeves still giving me a hard time? And you guys ended up walking out of this way, way, way better off than you thought. Clarence hasn't been giving you a hard time. I mean, Clarence was worried, yes, but he hasn't authorized any operations. He hasn't ordered any reprisals or anything. He's He's been waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh my god. Oh my god. We've been fucking played this whole time. We've, we're the bad guys. Shit. Everybody make me a perception check, please. Oh my god. Shit. I fucking knew it. I, th ah, I felt <laughs> like that was going to oh, be the oh, case. Oh, 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 Dab on him. Critics, whatever. <sighs> I think it's about time we get the fuck out of here. Olive. I don't like it when you say my name like that. <laughs> you hear a chime at the front door, as if somebody is uh, trying to get in. Guys, door opening now. Is that Clarence? I turned and asked the wife. No, he said he wasn't going to be home until very late. Everyone get like down or hide or something I don't have a good fucking feeling about this oh we're fucked either way we're just gonna hide <laughs> everybody make me a stealth check now oh I have to find that wait 
Okay. Hold on. Am I stupid? Yeah, I'm stupid. Oh, uh. that hurts. <laughs> That's a bad roll. I don't oh like God. bad rolls. <laughs> Good rolls only. <laughs> Ours is not to get only good rolls, unfortunately. It never works like that. All of your, you're still trying to find a, a good enough hiding place when uh, you hear a voice. Hello? Make me an intelligence check right now. Oh, Jesus, why do you make me do these things? <laughs> is that it? Is that the intelligence? <laughs> That 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 is intelligence, but uh, I'm that's not a stupid. <laughs> I hate this game. This game hates me. We just don't get along. <laughs> <sighs> it, it takes a minute, but uh, you you recognize the uh, speaker. It's Alwa Duquesne. Wait, you're gonna have to. The guy you broke out of prison. What the fuck is he doing here? What? What? Yeah, wait, like, what's going what on? the fuck is this? Is this some kind of like get together? Are we hosting a party or a soiree? What are you doing here, mon ami? What are you doing here? Well, if you must know, at that moment there is a burst of automatic gunfire from Barden's position. It absolutely shreds Alwa. Oh, Everybody. What the fuck? What the fuck? I was just about to get some answers, and you had to shoot at that exact time. I told you that would happen. God damn it! I fucking said that. It is a surprise round for you guys. You have one action to target the other three individuals that seem to be following Alwa into the room. Oh. Um. Okay, I just pick uh, whoever's closest to me. Uh, somebody line up for like a three-for-one headshot. This no. isn't d and uh. I can't lightning bolt like that. Yeah. <laughs> so... Olive slash lock. Whoever's close. Okay. Roll. Oh, oh, ah, uh, oh, wait, hold on. How do you do that again? Uh, 1d10 plus your reflex plus your. Can I just hit attack on my pistol? Uh, it, it doesn't work. I didn't think it works for some reason. Wait, does it? But you, you can try. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's something the attack, else that yeah, doesn't that work. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's. Da I don't. I can't remember if it's damage or attack. All right. So everybody, roll me damage. Oh. Oh hell yeah! I was not expecting to pistol whip a child today. <laughs> you didn't. No, I know, but even just. Having the little kid come at us with the knife was like, woo! God, okay. I wish she would have stabbed you, though. Time to break a shoulder. You hurt somebody? Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Can't do that. <laughs> I don't know, it happened fast, so I ended up. That's why I ended up at the, aiming at the kneecap. 
because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't really fault you for that. Everybody, make me an initiative roll. Uh, this and this is the one that this is the one that uh, buggers up. One d ten plus your reflex. Okay, so it should be. How do we type this again? Is it just 1D plus and then the number? Oh, yeah. Uh, slash R uh, space okay. 1D 10 plus your um, reflex score. So. You can also, I'm pretty sure you can just roll flat reflex because oh. it's just a 1D 10 plus your reflex at that point. Whatever, I did it that way. <laughs> One of the guys takes cover and opens up the burst of opens up with a burst from a submachine gun. You, a few rounds go off, and then you hear kind of a loud clacking sound and some cursing in Swedish. The second shooter also takes out his submachine gun, going on the other side of the entryway. Slash, make me an evasion roll, please. A couple of bullets hit you for eight points of damage. Uh, what? Let's see... You have what for armor right now? Light armor jack, body armor. It hits you in the body. Your SP is reduced to three. It stopped. It stopped the rounds this time. Okay. The good news is that you're you're still alive. Mostly. mostly. <laughs> All right, Locke, it is your turn. Uh, there's still one guy that hasn't taken that still hasn't taken cover yet. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go for that guy then. With a very heavy pistol, and do very heavy damage. Yes. Let's see. Yes. He. Ducks out. He ducks out of the way. What? Fuck. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, Barden lets loose with a burst from his weapon. Misses. The guy that uh, that you just took a shot at, Locke, uh, he fires back. With, with his assault rifle. Can I dodge? Uh, no, right. You can you can do an evasion, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna try and evade that. Yeah. Oh yeah, you evaded oh. it. <laughs> Handily. Cool. Cool. All right, slash. Your turn. All right. Who was the one that shot me? One of the guys firing a uh, submachine gun. Not the one that uh, that Locke just deftly avoided. Oh, I'm just going to shoot at the entry then. Uh, roll damage, please. You actually hit the the other guy. The, other guy, the one whose submachine gun jammed. Okay. But you do seem to have tagged him. Olive? Oh no. 
Uh, can I just shoot whoever's closest with my super cool pistol? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, roll damage. Oh. Kill him. Ooh. Yeah, and that bi that bypasses armor. He's not dead, but he's definitely got a hole in him. He's gonna wish he was. <laughs> Alright. The guy that uh that slash hit basically burns up his entire turn trying to fix the jam on his submachine gun. He's not really thinking all that straight. The other attacker sends another burst towards Barden, and he barely avoids it. Uh, Locke, you're up. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot at the guy who's got his weapon jammed, just because. Okay, roll damage. Okay, sweet. Uh, it blows, whatever. And it blows, but it also blows through. Oh, <laughs> see what you did there. Jokes. You hear a uh, a thump as a body hits the floor. Ooh, let him drop. Barden takes a shot at the guy that you hit, Olive. Yeah, he t he basically stands there like a dumb shit. <laughs> And <laughs> takes the bullet. <laughs> uh, one sec. This is gonna hurt. You roll a one, two, three, four, five. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's weird that that fell out like it did, but. <laughs> yeah, like, what are the odds of that? That's kind of wild. Yeah, that, that, is, that is pretty. Uh, pretty low but it's enough to drop him and he goes down with some arterial spray uh slash your turn there's only one guy left well then i guess i'm gonna fire at him oh man <clears throat> he avoids that shot olive your turn uh i guess i'll go for that same guy because why not because he's the only one left. Yeah. Roll damage. The chow. <coughs> wow. Nine. He's apparently still on his feet. This is fucking ridiculous. He should just die already. <laughs> the good news is that he's hit and he's hurting. But top of the order. Uh, he he's at the top of the order now because his buddy's down fall out of... Yeah, he's not gonna do that. Well... He actually has to stop for a minute and reload, because he burned up his magazine. Classic. I have the same issue all the time. Lock, your turn. Ooh. Whoa. Very heavy pistol. Roll damage. Oh, put him down already. Not down yet. Uh, <laughs> come on. At this time, I feel like we're all just kicking a dead horse. <laughs> this man's invincible. Yeah, he's not invincible. <laughs> he's He's been very lucky, and he's very durable. <laughs> but the, the odds have turned against him, and the odds are no longer in his favor. Uh, the wall is shredded, but the guy goes down. There's a lot of uh, 
gun smoke and plaster hanging in the air. Are, is, are, the, are the kids and the wife, are, where are they? Are they okay? Do we know where they, they are? The they, they hit the floor over by the kitchen and they've, they've been down, they've been laying low this whole time. Are, are any of them, um, uh, head or dead? Yeah, are there any of them still alive? Like, can we figure out what the fuck just happened? Like, you can go over and ask them if they're okay. Great, let's go do <laughs> Is that. Is anyone alive? <laughs> yeah. Like, Hello? Start kicking them. Don't kick them! God, you're rude. Like, Alwa. Is Alwa still. Is, like, Alwa alive? Like, can check No. What... Um, no, Alwa is very much dead. Yeah. Uh, check for one of them really quick. Nope. <laughs> they are all dead. Uh, everybody make everybody make me a perception roll. Wait, the whole family's dead? No. No, no, no. no just the, the attack oh. the assault team. Okay. I got concerned. Locke, uh, you hear a voice saying Awa, what the fuck's going on over there? Which voice is that? That is very much Harry's voice. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Oh my god. Yeah. I figured that this was gonna fucking happen. We, I'm, I'm guessing we hear it from like an agent. Can or we sort of like? Yeah. Actually, there, it's coming off of a dedicated headset and walkie-talkie, not an agent per se. Okay. okay. It's actually a pretty high-end. It's high-end comm setup. Okay, we'll pick up that but fucking headset and ask him why the fuck he just set us up. Yeah, I do exactly that. There's there's a pause. Uh, you you adjust it so that the walkie-talkie is on speaker so that everybody can hear. Voice comes back. You guys are still alive. Well, shit, that's disappointing. Oh, that's just oh yeah, that's real disappointing. Uh huh, uh huh. Fucking asshole. You put us you put us up through all of this shit, and you didn't think that we were gonna come out of it alive? Come on, come be some Fuck slack, that dude. Harry. Come on. Yeah, honestly, three of you, I figured we're gonna get dropped pretty damn quick. Yeah, next time it's gonna be you, you fucker. <laughs> You hear a, a chuckle. Better men than you have tried for 40 years, little girl. You can come after me if you like, but I ain't going to be losing any sleep. What was this all for, Harry? Was this just some part of the game? Oh, no, it wasn't part of the game. And it's very simple. I wanted Barden. I wanted the Sandman back. I wanted my killer elite. But, you know, I had this feeling sense that he was flabby. They'd gone maybe just a little soft in the civilian sector. So I needed to see if he still had the chops. And yes, yes, from a technical perspective, he still had the chops. Still the coolest hand with a gun that I've ever seen. But god damn, that niggling irritating, self-righteous little moral compass just can't seem to get out of his way. But, you know, 
I was willing to risk the chance that that compass might get a little damaged. Or at the very least, that he was going to realize he was in a hopeless position after you three got dropped. So you thought he'd be, like, crawling back to you or something? Oh, he was going to have to, because the way it was going to work out, you guys were going to be dead, the family was going to be mysteriously disappeared, the heat would be on him, and he would have to get the hell out of Dodge. So, of course, the only person who had the golden ticket out of town would be me. But <clears throat> that plan's all shot to hell. You should get some better plans. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Wow. But you know what? You gotta admit, you wanted to be led on, kid. You wanted it so badly you could taste it. I barely had to nudge you. Your bullshit biker gang pride and your own petty little paranoia dragged you into this you sound mad are you mad oh my god no it's funny it's funny because this whole time i just knew that i like i just wanted to just shoot someone in the fucking face and this whole time i thought it was reeves this whole time i thought it was reeves and it's misguided harry it's you <laughs> you're the one that i want to shoot in the fucking face because it's people like you Oh, that have made this city what it is. Oh my god. Like I said, You're kid, right. get in line. You can get in line, but I ain't losing sleep over it. As for you, Sandman, we could have made magic together. Oh, by the way, you got about ten minutes before uh, WorldSat security gets up there, so uh, see you in Don Diego, killer. And he cuts the connection. Well, everybody, make me a human perception oh, roll, please. That's a fucker. Oh, he's a straight ass. That was, that was pretty. That's good. That's good. Uh, Olive slash, uh, you both know. You both see Barden's face kind of look shocked for a minute, and then he gets a a, uh, a very serious frown. Something is up. Yeah, so, like, what do you plan on doing? Are you just going to drop us and run back to your boy toy, or what? We've got three minutes to get out of here. Okay, that still doesn't answer my question. I just want a simple yes or no. We've got three minutes to get out of here. Quit wasting time. Get the civvies put together. He looks over at uh, Creedy Reeves. You, your husband, he's got a bug out bag, right? Yes, get it. Get your shit packed up. We are out of here. Two minutes. Move. And he goes over by the door. Let's go. Goddamn motherfucking answers after we're out of here. Goddamn. <laughs> About 90 seconds later, everybody got some clothes to get they've got bags you know either backpacks or duffel bags with them and they're they look like they're ready to go this looks suspiciously well planned like okay we you know we knew something like this was going to happen and we are prepared for it 
Right. Makes sense. All right. He looks over at, at Reeves, at Creedy Reeves. You guys have have a uh, an exfil route, a skeleton key, some way to get out of here without the building knowing you're knowing where you are. She nods. All right, lead on. Everybody, make me a perception check. All right, Olive, as you're walking along, you know, towards the elevators, you hear Barden mutter under his breath, "Fucking keto all over again." This has happened before. Uh, the ten-minute warning. Yeah, some yahoos barricaded themselves in a bank in Quito. Harry gave them ten minutes to surrender. Three minutes later, we stormed the place and killed them all. Sure, whatever you say, Chief. I don't know if he was warning me or if he was expecting me to forget about that. Son of a bitch. You clamber into the elevator. And it, and Creedy pulls out a small pass card, passes it over a sensor. The elevator drops quickly. It's not like uncontrolled. It's just it's going down very quickly. It takes you to a fourth to the fourth floor sub basement. She leads you over to a nondescript van, basically. Uh, she she looks over at you. She looks at you guys. Uh, does anyone know how to drive? I'm, I'm really kind of terrible at it. <sighs> yeah, I know how to drive. Oh, don't worry. Our buddy Locke, he's uh, he's the guy. The designated driver that never yeah. keeps his eyes actually on the road, but his ears in every other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barton gets in the shotgun seat. The rest of you clamber into the passenger area. Once he's strapped in, he looks over at you, Locke. Head for the Hacienda. Zoom, zoom. Yeah, pedal to the metal. You are heading for the Hacienda Casino and Resort. Why, exactly? Because Harry said, I'll see you in Don Diego. There is no city named Don Diego. It's the name of a luxury suite at the Hacienda Casino and Resort. Oh, 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 I get it now. Okay, on it. If you're going pedal to the metal, uh, it takes you about 15 minutes to get over to the Hacienda. Uh, Barton guides you over, not to the front entrance, but over by the security entrance to the side. He gets out and says, uh, wait here a second. This might get a little personal. He goes over to the security door and pounds on it twice, saying, Open up, Andrew! I got business. We gotta talk. A couple minutes later... A very tall, very broad-shouldered, and very angry-looking black man in a very nicely cut suit. Dreadlocks, you know, tied back, kind of shot through a little bit with gray. Comes out and scowls at Barton. What the fuck are you doing here, Lanier? I thought you made it clear you were done with us. We need to get into the Don Diego suite. There's something going down. You've got a werewolf. The man kind of crosses his arms. You ain't getting in nowhere, werewolf my ass. You guys want to help, or are you just going to sit in the car? Oh, yeah. Go yeah. Help. Let's get shit done! Just as you get up, up to Barden, a woman comes to the doorway. She's very tall, very slender, kind of willowy, wearing a scarlet evening dress. 
probably one of the most beautiful women you've ever seen. Uh, raven black hair, slightly streaked with gray. It's natural that she's, you know, she's not young, but she's definitely still gorgeous. And she does not look like she's had any kind of plastic surgery or anything. Andrew? KSSO? Who are these people? El Campeador? I thought you left. I'm sorry, Dona Isabella, but we need to get into the Don Diego suite quickly. What's going on? Why do you need to get into the suite? Anybody going to help out here? Or... I'm trying to find Harry, right? Not, not necessarily Harry. But Clarence Reeves is probably up there right now. And I'm guessing that there's somebody else from the Nephilim oh, that's shit. up there who's going to put a bullet in his head if we don't get to him quickly. Oh, shit. Okay, right, yeah. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. We have to save Clarence. Barton gets a look on his face. Ayúdame, por favor, Doña Sabella. Por paramaribo. She frowns a little bit. Finally calling in that marker, eh? Andrew, take a security detail with them up to the Don Diego suite. Rapido. We'll pay you back. All right, Isabella. He kind of scowls at the group here. Come on. We'll pay back. We'll do some work for her. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We're saving someone's life right now. No, you don't need to be paying anybody back. Your friend here already called in his chit. It's mosey on down. You go over to the elevators, and the man takes a key and puts it in, turns it. The elevator starts going up. Barden looks over at the rest of you. Guys, uh, pardon my manners. Everybody, meet Andrew Scythe. The Grim Reaper of the Hacienda. Andrew, these are my friends. Locke, Olive, Slash. Yeah, some friends. And this guy was from the phylum, or not? No. No, he was never tied up within the phylum. Thank God. No, Andrew's always been the security head here at the Hacienda. There was a, there was a thing that happened in Paramaribo, out in Suriname. I sort of kind of got caught up in an incident when uh, Doña Isabella and Andrew were down there trying to look at exp at making an expansion for the Hacienda. It's it's a whole weird thing. <sighs> not big on the idea of expansions right now. Sorry. This was about six, eight years ago. A long time. And it was nothing like what Worlds have was talking about. They were actually trying to buy up an old casino that had actually gone under and they wanted to renovate. And then things kind of fell apart. The local uh, revolutionary du jour decided, no, we don't need no stinking Yankee casino here. That's fair. can see where this comes from. The elevator stops and Andrew leads you towards the Don Diego suite. I'm going in through the housekeeping entrance. Here. And he hands Barton a skeleton key. Don't fuck this up. And he goes off down a side corridor. Barton goes up to the door and then he takes a a quick look at, at you guys. He focuses on you, Locke. Locke, uh, real quick here. You need to do a gut check. Gut. Can you put your rage aside? Can you convince him that we're trying to help get him out of town? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I know no bad blood. I don't even need to put my rage aside. It It's pointed elsewhere at the moment. I feel no ill will towards Reeves. He was just doing what he had to do. I get it. Once we get Reeves, you may need to get on the phone. See if there's any any Delta jocks that can get the family out of town tonight. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. Gordon pulls a submachine gun, opens the door, keeps his uh, hand down by his side. You go into the suite, and it's opulent. I mean, it, it looks like an old Spanish mission inside. It's beautiful. It's tastefully decorated. It's opulent without being gaudy. You know, you, you could definitely spend some time here if you, if you have the money. You see Clarence Reeves sitting on the couch. You see two men opposite him on another couch. And you see... Everybody make me a perception check. Locke, Olive, you see a waiter with a room service cart and it appears that he's reaching under the cart for no good reason. Tackle him. Uh, make me an athletics check, please. Uh. Well, you don't tackle him. You do, however, spill the cart and reveal that uh, he's holding a, a silenced pistol in his hand. Barden snaps his submachine gun up. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, Keel. Not so fast. Slash, Olive, cover these other two. Reeves looks around. The fuck is going on here? <sighs> okay, this is going to sound insane, but uh, we may have spent the last couple of months ruminating about our revenge against you because you tried to ex- you take on that expansion world sat project, and that ultimately failed because we shot back at you and showed you that you were a piece of shit. But we recently just broke into your house to try and find you and get some answers out of you as to why, but then we realized... And found out from via your wife and your kids that your your tragic tragic backstory, <sighs> and now I no longer feel any ill will towards you because Harry Masterchek ultimately betrayed us in the end. But even though I thought the writing was on the fucking wall there, but I mean, come on. But anyway, uh, so now we're here to save you because I got definitely had a pistol. I just saved your ass, even though I hated you a couple minutes ago. But now I don't. So that's exactly what's going on. We need to get you and your wife and your kids kids out of here. We got a van with your wife and kids ready. We got a Delta jog on the way. We're going to get you and everyone you love out of town. <sighs> so you can continue with your Biomedica company that you can go on to make whatever. Save the world and all that bullshit. I'm sorry. Okay? Let's put this shit behind us and let's get the fuck out of here. Wow. Make me a persuasion check, please. Please don't fail. Please. <laughs> okay, I can live with that. <laughs> Reeves looks at you. What kind of babbling bullshit is this? Oh, come on, man. I just saved your ass. A moment later, Andrew Scythe comes in from the housekeeping entrance with a couple of the security guards. Sorry for the interruption, Mr. Reeves, but... Uh, your presence is requested outside. Your family is waiting. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Don't mention it. If you'll follow these people down to the uh, down to the parking area, you'll be safe. He looks over at Barton. Take off, Lanier. We got this. It's been real, Andrew. Take care. He holsters his, his submachine gun and looks over at Reeves. If you'll follow us, let's go see your family. Reeves looks baffled, but he follows you. Uh, you go down the elevator back to the uh, security area. He gets in the van, hugs his wife and kids. Barton gets back into the shotgun seat. Lock, get us to Morrow Rock and do it quick. Make the call. Pedal to the metal. And then I make the call while I'm putting pedal to the metal. Because I'm a wizard. I can drive manual and talk on the cell phone at the same time. There is a Delta jock who is going to be making a flight out to Zanzibar. I look at Reeves and I go, how's Zanzibar? Never been. Well, you got a one-way ticket. 
And it's on me. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Because we're not that different, you and I. You did what you had to do for your family. I don't really have a family anymore, but I had to do what I had to do for mine. It's really no harder than that. I think that there's worse things in the world that we should focus our efforts on. And he just, you know, he kind of focuses more on his family. He, he's still completely baffled, and his wife is trying to fill him in. You get to Morrow Rock. You make it over to the uh, to the shuttle pad. The pilot is there, along with Molly Hatchet. Okay, uh, Locke, I understand, you know, that this is kind of a surprise, last-second sort of thing, but we're going to need some coin of the realm to cover the expenses. It ain't cheap flying people halfway across the world in half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just put it on my tab, all right? You don't have that kind of tab. That's not tab. That's where we harvest your organs and sell them. Cheap. I'll... Clarence clears his throat. Uh, yeah, I, I can, uh, I can cover it. He reaches into his bug out bag, pulls out a box. Uh, it looks like a strong box with a thumbprint scanner on it. He opens it up. There are. St- Stacks and stacks of cash. He pulls out four hundred thousand euro buck notes and hands them to Molly. Will this cover it? Yeah, that'll do. He pulls out another hundred thousand note and hands it to you, Locke. I'll uh, I'll let you guys split this up however you like. Thank you. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's like $20 to you, really, in the whole grand scheme of things. Sure, yeah, I'll take it. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the family boards the shuttle. You clear out of there, but you do get a chance to look at the at the, uh, at the the launch from the lounge. And a little after midnight, shuttle takes off and goes suborbital. And the only thing to do at this point is to take the van and head home. <sighs> I feel... Good. Somewhat. Not entirely, but somewhat. Like, feels... We, we saved someone. We saved a family. We, we saved a little girl and a little kid. A little boy. So that's, that's good, right? We did some good in the world, right? Did my good deed for the day. Great. Now, uh, no rent for a year? No rent for a year. Oh... <laughs> Yeah, oh, well, I mean, we made out like bandits from this, so I guess that's fine. A few days later, after you're back home and still coming down off of things, uh, lock, you hear a knock at the door. I take my pistol, put it behind my back, and look through the people. It's Barton. Oh, thank God, okay. Open up the door. What's up? Uh, as you look, he looks like he's packed up. <sighs> are you, you're not, you're not going back to Harry, are you? Oh, Fuck no. Okay. No. No. But, uh, it's time I moved on. Uh, funny thing, uh, that card that, uh, Michiko Sanderson left behind, I, uh, I gave her a call and, uh, she offered me a job. Uh, officially on the payroll as a consultant, but, uh, yeah. It was fun, Barton. Thank you. I'll miss you. Yeah. I'll try and keep in touch. 
to keep your head down, okay? You too. And, you know, maybe try not to give all too much shit. I mean, she's a conduit. <laughs> Use her sources. She knows things. She talks to people. She can find things out for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, um, and maybe help promote Slash's band or something. I mean, the guys live in hand to mouth, even now. Yeah, that is, that is true. I could probably do more around here. Yeah, you got, you guys can do more around here. But, uh, me, uh, I think I've done enough. I'll be seeing you. And he turns and he walks down the corridor towards the stairs. This is DJ Can Cry on 97.6, The Stack, and we're winding down a Lost 20s weekend. Yeah, the decade sucked, but that just made the music so much better. We're getting ready for another long set here to finish out the weekend, but before we do, a few news items that have come across the desk. Biotechnica is in a very public spat with Telecom Corp WorldSat over what appeared to be a covert extraction, or what we regular schlubs like to call a kidnapping, of an unnamed WorldSat executive. WorldSat points to the uniforms and ID cards found on the corpses of the extraction team as proof that Biotechnica approved the incident. Biotechnica, meanwhile, claims that the individuals have never been employed by the company in any capacity, and asserts that the deceased may have received the uniforms which were stolen in a robbery some weeks back. The Night City Corporate Commission is investigating the matter and is promising that the appropriate charges will be filed once it has established the facts. Things got heated in the Hacienda Friday night as an unknown number of individuals ran afoul of the casino's security forces. Security head Andrew Scythe released a brief statement indicating that the miscreants violated the Hacienda's guest policies and were subsequently ejected. At least two Players Club memberships were summarily revoked in the wake of the incident, and Hacienda owner Isabella Vargas spoke out on the incident saying, The Hacienda's hospitality is open to all, but we are not obligated to allow abuses of that hospitality by any of our guests. The offenders have been punished, and we shall maintain our commitment to those guests who maintain the minimal standards of decorum we ask for. And on the entertainment front, Hanging Tree Interactive has announced a brand new interface system called Janus, which they claim will bring levels of interactivity and immersion in video games previously only found in pre-read virtual environments, which required neural interface plugs. Hanging Tree is promising all the sensory interaction of the real world without requiring radical surgery or implants, though they have also indicated that individuals with interface plugs will also be able to enjoy the benefits of the system. Their first project, an open-world co-op action RPG titled Empire of the Thousand-Petaled Lotus, will be launched along with the Janus hardware next quarter. This report has been brought to you by Giraffa, who is announcing a special Savannah Salvage Stays promotion. Rent one of their Graph 3 Heavy Lifting Bots for 7 days, get another 3 days free. Terms and conditions apply, offer only good from authorized Giraffa dealers. I'm out for now, Chumbos, but the city's still standing, and the music keeps playing on 97.6, The Stack. And that is the end. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That was nice. The Echo has faded away. Cyberpunk Red was designed and written by Mike Pondsmith, James Hutt, Cody Pondsmith, Jay Parker, Jay Gray, Jay Kovac, and David Ackerman. It is published by Art Halsorian Games and is available at your nearest friendly local game store or online at drivethroughrpg.com. Opening and closing music is by Croftomt. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe, leave a comment, or visit our website at GameLuster.com. This has been Cyberpunk Red, Nephilim Echo, a tabletop podcast production from GameLuster. Thank you all for listening.